I guess so. I think we should do one. <laughs> okay, hello, hello, hello. You are listening to a very chaotic, chaotic episode of <laughs> A New Two in Love or with Eva O'Byrne and Lucy Holmes or Lucy Holmes and Eva O'Byrne, depending which way you like us. I'm pretending I don't have food in my mouth right now, but I'm currently eating garlic bread. So which is nice. Which is, really which is the luxury we should all need. Mm. You have guessed it. We are currently in the same room, which is I nice. know, which is crazy. Because um, um, I- we have... I. I haven't seen anyone in weeks, and this is the first in-person interaction I'm having. Uh, we are sitting fairly distant, in case anyone's wondering. We're not touching off each other. We're just trying to... Look, eat. we're not kissing, I'll be honest with yeah, you. Her to- Lucy's to. tongue is unfortunately not down my throat. But, um, you know, <laughs> a little bit too rough. We'll, we'll just have to live um, with that, I guess. I'm currently eating pasta and eating garlic bread, both ba- made by myself. I make the most stunning homemade garlic bread. <laughs> Eva can attest, I love making garlic bread. It is, like it has like the perfect pull to it. Mm. And speaking of pulling, today we are recording a very special episode. This is Merry Xmas, Lucy. Anyone Yay. get the pun? Xmas. Ah! Yay! We're going to be talking all things dating, all things pulling, shifting, grifting. You or know. in other words, social suicide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've drawn up some questions. We put them in a bowl. So we don't have to... Lucy just really struggled with taking a bite of pasta there. So that's why I lost my train of thought. We have some drinks. So it's like 12 Hopes of Christmas, except it's visiting uh, like the 12, 12 X's. Or I suppose it's like... It's like um, a Christmas Carol. We're going to be visited by the ghosts of our pet. <laughs> well, if you're me, I don't have any ghosts and I don't have any exes. You're so fortunate. I'm just going to no, you enjoy are, this pasta. You were so at you fortunate to not. Um, but yeah, so we have the bowl of questions, and I don't know who won, who I'll mix them up a little bit. I'm sorry, I don't know who will I go first. Eva, you can go first. I'm really nervous. I can't tell which of mine. Okay. So, for context, we both put things in this bowl. I don't know what Eva put in. Eva doesn't know what I put in. Okay. So, it's all very random. We don't know what question is going to come out, <laughs> and I am terrified. First date nightmare. I, bitch, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know where this is oh, going. Oh, no. It was, it was like a year ago, and I went on a date. Um, and I got in shit last time I mentioned this date. Yeah. remember and it was freaky and i went on a date and there was no real chemistry it just didn't feel like there was any effort made towards me whatsoever um i have a few really bad first date stories but this is the this is the main one and i hated it um and it was an awful first date and i pretended that i enjoyed it um to oh, any other first date um, I've had like awkward first like walks as dates. You know when you go on a walk. Yeah. Um, I hate it when people try to get you to do stuff outside as well. Oh. That like there's nothing that makes me feel, like there's nothing wrong with being a prostitute, but I felt like an unpaid prostitute. Like it you know? gives me like the vibes of like, when you're like fourteen and like. We should shift behind the gym in school. Like, that I advice gives never me. did that. No, I never did that either because I was a good Christian girl. Nothing has changed. I'm definitely still Christian. Uh, the girl bit, who knows? My, my first kiss story is bizarre. My first because kiss went a little like would, this. Okay, first of all, I don't think I actually knew what was going to happen. I was 13 
14? I was 12. I was in my, I was in first year summer. So I was, I was about to turn 14. Um, it was okay. Um, it was in France. It was on holiday. It was literally the shift holiday story, you know, Mm. where you're like, you don't know them. And literally it was, you don't know him. He's from Cork. Oh, he was a farmer. He stopped talking to me because he said he had to milk cows. I I wish I was joking. He was a Virgo. He was a blonde, scrawny white boy. I'm telling you, we talked about this before the episode. I have a type. And it's that. And yeah, that was the start of my addiction. That was my first hit. I also have a type, to make it very clear. Um, My type is people that ghost me. So, (laughs) even just spat out her drink there. And she knows that is completely true. Where's the lie? Because... My worst first date story is a date that didn't even get get to happen because I got stood up. <gasps> uh, yeah. <laughs> An audible gasp from Eva. I know because I know this. I was I witnessed this ship crash and burn. Yeah. I saw it, the ship catch on fire, and then start to sink. So the fire was put out. But then it was like the Titanic and it split in half. Oh yeah. And it was just a. Uh, I'm still so mad. I don't know if you've recovered from it, but, like, I would love to punch them in the face. Um, like, the thing is, is that after, like, a week, I was, like, well, no, it took me, like, a couple of weeks. Um, and I was just, like, completely, like, I am a very laid-back person. I am a very chill-out person. But the reason it actually upset me, like, I don't really get upset by things like this. I'm, like, oh, whatever. Say la vie. Um, but the reason it upset me was because when I was in first year of college, mm-hmm. I commuted and basically, like, if anyone who has ever commuted or used public transport in Ireland or outside of Dublin ever will know how shit it is. And the last train, um, I basically, I had a monthly train ticket. The last train that went home was, I think, just before nine, like five to nine, like mm-hmm. really fucking early. Um, and so if I got, uh, if I had to stay in late, whether it was for a lecture... Actually, it could have been five to eight. It was very early. Mm-hmm. And if I had to stay late, whether it was for a lecture or whether it was for extracurricular, whether it was for a date, I would have to pay twelve fifty for a single ticket back home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of money when you're it a broke-ass student, when you can't get a job because you're commuting. And this guy stood me up, and I still had to pay twelve fifty to get home. And I was just sitting, waiting around in um, our dearest Trinity College, Dublin. There's so many details to to this story that just makes you... It's so chaotic. ...mile up Um, so much more. Because, like, it was the fact that you were offered to have other plans as well that night. And you had to turn them down. I had to turn down other plans that night. Because I was like, no, I'm I'm going to give this individual a chance. Or, in that individual's case, a second chance. Or a third chance. Or a fourth chance. And I still got stood up. So... Fill me once, shame on you. Fill me twice, shame on me, I think, is the thing. Um, But in good news, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Because I'm currently eating really good pasta, so I'm not And and as you should. Mm -hmm. You know, carbs over useless men. Lucy, do you want to pick a scary question from the bowl? Yeah, um, I'm terrified. I think this might be one on mine because it's really well wrapped up. Oh, no. Okay. If you can't read my handwriting, please tell me. Messy is... No, Eva has beautiful handwriting. I do not. Yes, with the... Liar. Anyway. Um, Messiest night out story. Brackets on the pull. Close brackets. <sighs> well, where do I begin? <laughs> um, so, I 
say like there, there was a big part of my life where I was I'm saying this as if I'm 92 and about to die <laughs> but there was a chunk of my life where I was very what's the word I have a I had a soft spot for a night out I had a soft spot for a messy night out mm-hmm. um and I don't think much has changed but obviously we're in quarantine so obviously like who knows when we can ever have a messy night out again you like oh, sorry once quarantine ends the nights out are going to be so insanely messy I'm probably going to end up dead. But hey, that's a story for another day. Um, no, I'll have to survive because I'll have to tell the, tell the story in the podcast. Yes, obviously. Um, and then you can die. Oh God, my messy story. Like, some of my messy stories I don't think I'm going to tell because... I have one that like... They're is... slightly incriminating and not to me, which is kind of concerning. Yeah. Um, if you can put two and two together. Anyway, we're not going to go into that. Yeah. Um, but my... Oh God, what am I... I don't know. I actually don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. The thing is, is that I am... Um, uh, the one thing I can say with confidence is that I do handle my drink quite well. Um, it takes mm-hmm. me a lot to get drunk, so it's very, very seldom that I have a messy night. Like, Eva met me the first time me and Eva met. It was like the drunkest I've been in like ages and months and months and months. And mm-hmm. I kept being like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so drunk." I'm you so seem sorry, perfectly I'm normal, and I seem perfectly fine. Like the thing is, is that like I'm very like good at like putting you're very on, good. I'm putting very on a mask bad. and I'm just like being totally fine because I'm so used to like I don't okay. I don't believe in mothering people. I don't believe in mothering people on a night out. I don't believe in mothering people in a relationship. But that doesn't mean I can't care for people and keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I always am ready to put on that mask so I can make sure everyone around me is safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a very important thing to me, especially when I go out. Like my messier nights tend to be like house parties and stuff where it's with people I know and I know I'm safe enough okay, that's to get fair. drunk. That's fair. Um, and the thing is, is that they're not even exceptionally messy because I'm surrounded with people I know I'm comfortable and I'm comfortable with. Yeah. So like, there's no like, mad tea. I don't know. Maybe my messiest night was like when I was like, oh, 16 or 17. And I love how yours is like, kind of far away from now and mine was literally this time last year <laughs> like i have arguably gotten worse as i've gotten older i just have turned into like i don't know carpe diem you know yeah i mean fair enough but i was at about 16 or 17 and i am um, snuck into like i i was at she's not like other girls <laughs> i'm not like other girls i was an absolute heathen for sneaking into bars and pubs and stuff mm. but um which I know is a bad thing, and don't do it. I do not endorse underage drinking. Please don't sue me at the Irish government. That shit ain't safe. Don't do it. Jesus. Please wait until the legal drinking age and drink safely, responsibly, and maturely. Anyway, now that that's all over, uh, I was 16 or 17. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I was definitely 16, maybe 15 or 16. See, like, I have some really drunk stories when I was 16 and 17, but, like, I was in, like, a fairly steady relationship, number two, um and that that was fine like i didn't i didn't i didn't necessarily misbehave um <laughs> oh i wish i could say i like I, I i just got very drunk um occasionally i was yeah. actually known as pretty much a lightweight because i would actually pace myself when drinking everyone else used to just down their nagins i used to be just like very much like steady and i drink a lot but it'd be in such a way that i didn't you know collapse in the club yeah, I don't know. See, I'm. I keep going to tell the story, but the more I think about it, like it's not even a messy story. I just kissed someone I really fancy that I probably shouldn't have kissed. Yeah. So we yeah. all have one of those. Yeah, stories. we all have one of those stories, but that's not probably my messiest because I like to keep myself together as much as possible. 
more out of like a safety thing rather than like a that's self-respect fair. because self-respect let's be honest i have none of that oh, i'm an actress darling i you know i go up on stage and scream at the moon i don't think self-respect is really an option for me but that's okay i'm just i'm, I'm gonna start i'm gonna start high and, and work my way down but this one is like so i i i was at a college ball right and i kissed three people and when i woke up the next morning I was in a friend's house and they told me, oh, you kissed three people. And I was like, no, I didn't. I only kissed two. And they're like, no, you kissed three. I was like, then who the fuck was the third? And then I remembered the next morning, like I was so sloppy drunk. And then I couldn't even remember the order because I had kissed two of them nice. multiple so times. I'm jealous and it wasn't me. I, so went, I'm quite back, upset right I now. went back multiple times and I do to this day, I don't know. And I'm still embarrassed to ask the order because like I know one I first of all I shouldn't be kissing anyone because I was wearing red lipstick that was how sloppy drunk I was because if anyone knows about me I am really vain on nights out I'm really self-conscious about the way that I look and I must have been just drunk like and I wasn't even on anything because I I don't like taking any substances Mm. that I don't know how they'll affect me I was just drunk on Prosecco and Prosecco just makes me into this heathen horny bitch and I was just leaping on people for no real reason other than they were there and I just took advantage of the opportunity I don't think I even looked that good by the third person and I think that just says how drunk I was and I was like you know what you know what I don't even care I'll just go for it see the thing is that um I'm very like like I know I sound like a broken record but I'm very cautious when I go out Mm -hmm. um so I don't really have stories of like kissing multiple people or like most of my nights out I don't even kiss people what can I say I'm dry but like I'm very comfortable like not this the insinuation is not that Eva isn't but I'm very comfortable just like <laughs> chilling on my own um I'm, I'm, like, I'm that bitch I'm, I will do a death drop in the middle of the dance floor like I get so bad and like I'm like that crazy crackhead friend see I do it anyway I don't need the drink I just I, I am very introverted and shy and then like I just turn into this like adore Delano type crazy party girl and it's it's really bad I think sometimes and I do and I have tried to cut back on the amount I drink on nights out because I don't think it's very healthy and people have pointed out to me that like particularly if I went away on holiday with people I would drink too much Mm. and I'm aware of this and I have tried to scale it back but if I'm in a confined environment like a house party especially in my own house I, I might not necessarily have like drink limits, but I'm not gonna drink. I don't like to get sick when I'm drunk. I have gotten, I am a notorious, I puke all the time. Mm. I am like, if you get me near tequila or desperados, I'm going to get sick that night. And no, like <laughs> me having wor- a desperado in the, the fridge, forcing to drink it. Hangover I've ever had the, the, the day of. My mother knew about it and she brought me to the zoo with my two younger cousins who were under five at the time. <gasps> oh, she did it out of spite. I was sweating drunk, you know? Like, yeah. I was sweating hungover, face down on the cold tiles type of hungover, like, ready to just take a blood transfusion, hungover, wanted to fill my body full of ice and just lie there until I recovered. It was, like, it was just one of those nights. Like, I can't believe I used to go around part house parties and freely offer to drink the ends of people's drinks remember that remember that like that was a thing 
who gave a shit? Like, if coronavirus... I would be dead if coronavirus... Was, I would have gotten it three times if it had existed. And I'm still surprised how I haven't caught more diseases. And smoking the ends of rollies and combining rollies to make a really shit rolly. Those yeah. days... <sighs> Eva has lived a life. Like, she has definitely lived a life I've that lived, I have not lived. I... I, I she made at me there she was like bitch who are you I, trying to fool I don't know we've lived similar lives it's just that the fact that like Lucy's more of a like like super mo- like supermodel at the party and then like I'm Kate Moss hanging out a window vibes I think those are like our two vibes like, but you're, still a supermodel you're DJing like you're like Paris Hilton DJing. That's not like sloppy. <laughs> but I'm Kate Moss hanging out the window. That's I'm drunk and I want to show off. I'm Paris Hilton always. See, the thing is that like as much as I like you know as much as I say like you know I did like to sneak into like pubs and stuff underage and like obviously don't drink underage. But at the same time, we all kind of did it. We all did. We all did like, it. But the thing you're is, you're a that, person I think who is sensible about it. Yeah, the thing is, is that I'd sneak in just for a good time. I wouldn't really drink that much. Yeah, I used to just drink. I used to just drink. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of messy stories because I was lucky enough that I grew up in a household that had a very, like, healthy relationship to drink, and my parents never like, they never like forbade it as such. They were never like, no, you're not allowed to drink to your See, 18. My parents if you drink did. before that, you will die. Um, they were very much like, as soon as I turned like, like when I was younger, they'd like, offer. Like, yeah. glasses of wine, if we were having a big family dinner or something. And I never take them up because, like, you're, what, like, 14 and you think wine is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's the th- there was, like, a very healthy, respectful relationship there to drink that it wasn't this big thing where I, I was like, oh, I have to go out now and binge drink because it's the only opportunity I get. Yeah. Do you and, think like, having an older brother, like, helped that? I don't know, actually. I've never really considered that. Because, because like, I think... I never had anyone educate me about what spirits were like. Like, I didn't even oh. know the names for spirits. Oh, I, I didn't either. I'll be very clear on that. Like, my older brother, I love him to the moon and back, but when he went, when he was in secondary school, he was quite introverted. Like, he okay. very much, like, stayed in his room, didn't go out. Like, I am... We def- love to see character development. Yeah, no, like, I am definitely, like, the black sheep of my family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I don't even want to say the party girl, because I feel like the party girl trope is, like, goes out and parties and does loads of drugs and have has no brain which is a really toxic kind of trope in general um but like i liked having a good time i liked going out and doing things with my friends like to a degree like as long as it was safe as long as it was you know okay like even when i was drinking i was drinking like safely i knew my limits and i was very careful not to pass Mm -hmm. them and like i don't know like i don't really think an older brother really affected it because the thing is is that I knew if I needed to go to him for advice, I could always go for go to him for advice. And same now, like, me and my brother are very close. Same with me and my parents. Mm-hmm. But he never really went out. He didn't really do the whole going out underage thing. Like, I think at most he'd yeah. go to a couple of house parties with his friends and, like, drink very I, minimally. I used to go to house parties and, like, only in sixth year that I tried to... Actually, no, in, there was a local club and, and anyone who, kn- who knows me knows the club's name. <laughs> it was in Normal People. Actually, it's the club they filmed it. I'll bring you one day. It's like a tourist Lovely. spot now. It's so shit. It's the worst club you'll ever be in. Um, our friend, Connor, mm. saw a, a girl. Apparently, I think it was one of her toes was cut off via a door because someone hit it no. closed. So it's, it's one of those. And like, it's just like, it's like the floors are like soaking wet in the bathrooms. And like the, the drinks are so expensive. I once waited like an hour for a seven. I was, ch- I should know. I, went, I once waited half an hour for a seven up of vodka. 
and I wasn't paying for it, thank God, because if, if I was, it was 16 euro for one. What? I know. It, it was New Year's Eve, though. I don't care. What? Yeah. And I've spent two New Year's Eves there. It's shit. I wish I didn't, because I was invited to a really cool party last New Year's Eve, and I didn't go. I should have went. Um... But like spending New Year's Eve in a club, I think is first of all your worst mistake as a young person. If you are a young person, don't and like obviously we're not meant to have parties, and obviously clubs aren't open. But certainly for next year, mm. don't go to a club for New Year's. You won't enjoy it, unless you are desperately single and want to pull a stranger. Then go ahead. But like I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Every New Year's I've been desperately single, but not desperately single enough that I'm like yes, I need to pull a stranger in a club. No, see last year New Year's I balanced it really well. So. I didn't. At home in my hometown, I live like literally a five minute walk from basically the only club that's left in our town because the rest of them have closed down because apparently they're all doing nefarious dealings. But we won't talk about that because I'm like getting sued. Um, but I live like a five minute, five, ten minute walk away from the club, basically. And what I did on New Year's Eve, like it was, it was such a, it was such a shit night. Um, I wanted to see all of my mates. Um. I wanted to go down to this club, see all my mates and like, you know, get to spend some time with them because I hadn't really, like, I do have a couple of close friends um, from home who are really genuinely lovely people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went down to the club, saw them and left at about 10, 11, went home to my family and celebrated New Year's with my family and it's one of the nicest New Year's I've ever had because I got to hang around with my friends. I was like, this club is shit. Luckily, I didn't pay in because... There's the sneaky way. Basically, you can go... There's a bar, like a normal pub, connected mm. to the nightclub. If you go into the pub early enough, you can get in the back doors to the nightclub. So that's what we all did. We waited around in the uh, pub to get into the nightclub. Like, so we didn't pay, so I just fucked off. I was like, all right, see, I'm going to go the home. only way to get into our... Okay, it happened. It ha- I, was with, I was with our friend Sean when it happened, right? We were sitting in the smoking area of, of the local club. Yeah. And obviously, some people don't get admitted in because the bouncers are pricks. Obviously, one of our one of my friends didn't get in, was turned away, climbed onto the the roof of the smoking area, jumped in, James Bond style. Except it wasn't really; it was just like a into the smoking area, and then we were all just sitting there with this person who we presumed probably might be dead because he jumped in from like you know, over 10 feet in the air. And he was just lying face down on the pavement. And me and Sean looked at each other and we were like, what should we do? And then then, then he he got up and like started talking to us, pretending he wasn't there. So like the security guard wouldn't realize it was him who jumped in. But like, that was just like, I don't see why people would go to that lengths to get into a shitty local. No, clubs are not worth it. I don't miss clubbing. Do you miss clubbing? No, no. I miss I, restaurants. No, I was never really a clubby I, I person. I miss really nice restaurants. I miss re- pubs with a mini dance floor. Like um, Doyle's, the dance floor upstairs. Yeah. I miss that. No, you know what I miss? Like, see, the thing is, I was never a big clubby person. It was never really my vibe. Like, yeah, I would go occasionally, like, because my friends are going. But it's just not really my kind of buzz. It's too loud. It's too, like, If you're drunk enough, it's a good buzz. Yeah, if you're drunk enough, it's a good buzz. But like I said, I'm not the hugest drinker. I'm very controlled with my drink. Like, I drink, like, I genuinely mean this. Most of the time when I drink, I drink because I genuinely enjoy the drink I'm drinking. Yeah. Like, the drunkest I've probably seen you is when we were at Players Ball. But we were just both giggly drunk drinking G&Ts in the bathroom. Yeah, we were both really giggly drunk drinking G&Ts in the bathroom. And then somehow we ended up, like, being in the bathroom for, like, two hours 
face. Or like and 40, everyone no. was so mad. It was a, yeah, it was 40 minutes. Everyone was so taken us because there was a massive line to the bathroom. We didn't even realise. We were like, we were five minutes tops. 40 minutes had elapsed. The bouncer banged the door and was like, get out of the bathroom. Someone had thought we'd collapsed in the bathroom. No, we were just giggly drunk. We were just laughing at everything. I don't even know what we talked about. No, and I that's like the gag of that trip. Because like, when you're in the bathroom in a club, time doesn't exist. No, it, time literally didn't exist was the thing. But like, you know, I don't miss clubs at all. What I miss, I miss is like really one club. A really intimate... I know what club you're going to say. Yeah. She's going to say the George. Um, I also miss the George. I just miss drag queens. Yeah, so do I. But I miss like... <laughs> I miss like really nice... You know, like snugs in a pub. Mm. Where you're all sitting with your friends and chatting. And just having a couple of pints. And it's not like a thing where you go out to get drunk. It's just a thing where you're vibing. And I like those pints out. And then you go to the George afterwards. Yeah. Because it's like you've had... You don't need to buy shots or anything in there. Because I feel like when you're buying shots in the club, you only sh- you only should buy them after like a society night out. Because like there's not a lot of alcohol there, and the alcohol yeah. that's there is pretty watered down. It's like I miss, you know, hanging out with college friends. Like I don't like going to clubs to talk to strangers. And you I know, I miss bumping into like friends, and I miss like I miss society events as well for the fact that like I'm a real like social person. I love making new friends. And, like, the thing is, like, not living in Dublin for first year definitely kind of, like, hindered that aspect of my nights, of, like, social aspect, because I just have to go home. I couldn't go on the nights out. And, like, I felt like it was a real shame. Whereas, like, this year, as soon as I heard I was able to move up, I was buzzing. Like, we were, like, we obviously assumed the pandemic would be over at that point. And, like, we were like, we're going to have a fabulous Halloween party. Obviously, we were in lockdown for Halloween. Yeah. We just spent it between the... I just find it so adorable how it was a society night out that you, me, and Saul met. I know! And we our, I, our first conversation was about star signs, collectively, between the three of us. Like, we our branding has stayed I know. so strong. We're so consistent. What can I say? I think now is another good time to uh, dip into this. Oh, I don't know if it's my turn or your turn, I but think, I'm going to pull one. Yeah, you go first. Okay, um... So I'm dipping back into the bowl of random questions and I'm very scared. Okay, Eva, you can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> or we could oh. just not answer. We could just no, do a I'll, I'll answer. Oh god. I've had I've had a re- I had a really shit one night stand um before and what was really shit about it was he had to get up for class at 8 a.m. Um I got no sleep because he's you know men don't have comfortable bedding for yeah, some what reason about? like um, I, I mean that seriously like i don't care didn't offer me any sweatpants or a jumper which i would have appreciated obviously um yeah i just i didn't sleep um it wasn't good didn't get any satisfaction out of it i know he did because you know whop <laughs> I hated that sentence. I never say that again. Um. Yeah, I mean, no, like I, I, I'm saying all of this as if it was a bad. Like it was, it was, it it wasn't that bad. It just was like one of those things when, like, I started like making a, a grocery list in my head. Well, I think it's mainly me just accepting because I get really insecure about it. Um, and I think that's just me being a woman who never got adequate sex education. So whenever, Sounds like... Sounds about right. No, but, like, I think women get so insecure about 
hair, smell, everything. Men don't give a shit at the end of the day. And yeah, so when I was there, I was basically making like, oh, like I have to set my alarm for this time. What can I do tomorrow? I'll probably do like my maths homework. So yeah, like that's, that's like, so it was so depressing. But like, can I say it was like an overall bad experience? No, but like, I just, I just got very bored. And you shouldn't really be getting bored. Like you shouldn't be like, oh, you know, might as well use this spare time to do my grocery list. That's yeah, concerning. That's that's my que- that's my answer to that question. Um, I think I'm gonna pull another one from you because I, you know, <laughs> skip that question. Skip. I'm not in the mood to expose myself. I think that's the worst thing about my personality is that like I will tell anyone anything. I have been I, in the bathrooms of of bars and I have told strangers my deepest darkest secret. I'm so funny because I like even though we have a podcast and I tell so many stories like I'm a real storyteller I'm very good at like omitting very specific details so that like you're very good I just I, I don't yeah I um I am a very very like I only have I keep a myself close to myself you know I only have a filter when it comes to like job interviews my partner's parents my grandparents <laughs> And that's it. Like, I think most of my life... You saw how I tweeted in the early days of quarantine. Yeah. Like, I just don't have a filter. I've never faced the consequences of not having a filter. Like, the thing is, I'm so private that I never even risked writing a journal growing up because I didn't want anyone to know. I was like, that's none of your business. That is absolutely none of your business. Like, I'm that kind of private person where, like, I... My closest friends won't know my deep dark secrets because I'm like, that's a secret I'll never tell. And like, I know that sounds like a joke, but it's just the way I am. I'm a very no, that's like, fine because sheltered like, with my emotions. The thing is, is like I build up so much in my mind that like I need to tell people everything. Unless yeah. and then like otherwise it just festers and like builds up and creates like this unnecessary amount of guilt. And especially, I think alcohol is like the the key to unlocking all that guilt. Yeah, see, the and like is... I will grab someone and be like, "We're gonna have the deepest, darkest conversation in this corner of the party, and we're not gonna tell anyone." See, the thing is, I'll tell people like funny things that I feel like are slightly removed from myself. Like, oh my god, ha ha ha! I have this playlist specifically for when I want my where like when my cat has run away from me and i'm sad about it like that's not a joke i have a genuinely very specific sad playlist for when my cat abandons me um that's really embarrassing well that's not even embarrassing you think that's a joke but it's it's my only hidden playlist and it's like the cat that didn't come back brownie face (laughs) because i genuinely get sad about it is that gonna be the title of your autobiography the cat that didn't come back yeah Oh, don't make me cry. Like, I'll tell people really specific stupid things like That's that. That's the sequel to WAP. Yeah, no, like, I wish that was a joke. Like, I don't know, like, I haven't listened to it in ages because obviously my cats love me. But, like, that, like I'll tell someone something like that. Or, like, I'll like, make weird playlists for things or I make really specific playlists. And I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about, like, ooh, sexy playlists. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about playlists for very specific moods. Okay. Like, I have... I've definitely gone on about it before. I have an October Energy playlist, which yes. is not an October playlist. It's October it's Energy. October Energy, which is different. I have, like, you know those days that feel like um, you've, like, shifted into another universe? When like, you you're in this universe. Yeah, when you've shifted, fuck up. Like, you're in this universe. You're in the same universe, but everything's slightly to the left. I have a playlist for that vibes. A playlist for really specific vibes. I don't know. Maybe it's because I think, like, my life is a movie. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, um... 
like stuff like that I'll tell people whereas like I'll keep a lot of myself very close to my chest like growing up I'd never tell anyone when I fancy someone like I'd never tell anyone I was talking to someone I'd never tell anyone any of that like so much so that there was like weird rumors going on around about me and the thing is people could neither confirm or deny them because I was so like it was so like I was so like I can't tell you anything mm-hmm. but the thing is is that I don't I don't know where it stems from and I don't know why but like I'm very good at like telling stories that are very personal to me and completely omitting any facts that would like you come from that and be like oh Lucy's a real storyteller but you wouldn't go from that and be like oh my god Lucy's extremely traumatized we should get her help because <laughs> and that's omitting details from yeah. your therapist <laughs> just stop anyway <laughs> me and me in the therapist's office you don't deserve to know me like that <laughs> I'm s- you don't know me like this I'm sorry Geraldine but you don't deserve to bring know me, me like to that. dinner first and maybe I'll open up to you maybe I'll consider it um, I would like to clarify that I do not have a therapist called Geraldine <laughs> um, so you know I'm not going to get in trouble with any therapist Lucy there. has Geraldine. picked another question from okay this is another. This is another one. I'm just not going to answer. Okay, what is it? Because that? I feel like you just answered this anyway. Well, oh, funniest, funniest one I stand. Oh gosh, um, I didn't remember his name. No, I did not remember his name. And what's most funny is that he has the same name as my current boyfriend. No, <laughs> no, it was so funny because like I, 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 I actually don't have an explanation for it. I just don't. <gasps> that. <laughs> So on to the next question. Yeah, I think. No, like I just like that. That's the full story. Don't remember his name. And then we we went grocery sh- grocery shopping the next. What's it? You grocery shopping? What is that? I, like? I did not make the list during that time. Okay, that's fine. But it was a different person. But we went grocery shopping the next day. Um. Yeah. That's all. Um. Yeah. Okay. So my the, this one. Okay, this one I will answer because I keep skipping them. But yeah. this one, it's because it's a really funny story. What was your worst kiss? Now I have loads to choose from, whether that's my fault or someone else's fault, I will not say. If I'm in there, I'll be angry. Eva's my worst kiss? (gasps) No. Um, Now, whether that's my fault or someone else's fault, I'm not going to reveal. But, I mean, if you want to test it out, hit me up any time of the day. Um, That is a joke, of course. I literally had an audition where I was like, you know, sometimes I just think girls are better kisses than boys. But, I mean, if you you want to prove me wrong, feel free to do it. To the director! Who was a man? He laughed. Maybe was that was flirting or like was it just a statement? I don't know. That's a secret I'll never tell. Oh Jesus. Um, but anyway, moving swiftly along. Um, so my worst kiss, like I do have a lot to choose from. And I'm not going to choose like the like basic like, oh my first kiss was so bad because he bit my tongue and I bit his tongue. I'm not going to tell any of that. I'm going to tell you a story about a kiss that actually wasn't bad but it was the aftermath of it that was horrific okay so i kissed a guy and he followed it up with oh my god we like look like siblings now we like proper goofy siblings imagine imagine saying that the autistic like i wish like these stories i'm like i wish i was making this up but the, no and like i the fact that i know who the, and you yeah. don't look like siblings as no, well if you don't like i look like first of all i look like a, a sibling yeah potentially but first like, of all i am um, <laughs> way more attractive than he is no you that's just, a joke you just that is like a joke. Philly sibling yeah I, I look like you know Philly, my, um, Philly in a wig <laughs> Philly in a wig that's my brother so I yeah I suppose like I get that a lot don't really look that much like my sister but some people mm. agree some people disagree you have the same aura but not the same like facial shape I've heard that before 
It's just like me and my sister have the same nose, so everyone thinks that yeah. we're fringe. You do have the same nose, but besides that, I and don't think you it's look just very like, like... And, and the direct parting, but yeah. like it's because she has a fringe now, we've started to look a bit different. Yeah. And the fact that I contour my cheeks, and she like we have the same round face, but she has my dad's eyes Ooh. and my um, like all my dad's family's like really fair mm. features, but like in terms of body shape and everything, we're the same. It's just that like. You can't really tell because she is younger. Yeah, me and my sister. I mean, like, me, my brother is six foot five, so I can't really compare myself to him. <laughs> he could stomp on me because I am so much Instead of him. an empire state of mind, it's like a Philly state of mind. <laughs> He's going to be like, stop talking about me in your podcast. Why are you obsessed with me? It's going to be like fan behavior. But like, me and my sister, like, me and my sister are like quite different. And I've heard that before. Like, we give off the same energy. It's just, we... it's just like, mysterious girl energy. Ooh. And I like it. Oh, that's... Oh, that is hot. Like, I'm I so think, glad. That's like, the nicest thing I've ever said to me. your sister would be really cool to bring on, like... Both of you would be really cool to go, like, thrift shopping with. Because you oh, could advise me, me to her, buy alternative yeah. things than I normally do. Me and her... Like, that's one of the things we love doing together. Me, her, and my mother... We love going, like, going on a charity shop run is what we call them, where we'll go through all the charity shops in our hometown. One of my favourite things to do, it's what I used to do with my mum when I was younger. And, like, it like it wasn't necessarily because my mum was a trendy queen. It's because it was all we could afford, but it just became into something that was really nice to do mm-hmm. and something that we really enjoyed because it's nice. Like, the satisfaction you feel when you find something really nice in a charity shop it's, and it feels like so a steal nice. and you feel so good about it whereas you find something on a fast fashion shop site and you're like okay i ordered that that's on my basket like it's not the same and what we used to do like when i was in leaving cert and now we were like we were much better off at that point mm-hmm. um on a saturday so saturday morning mm-hmm. our school did saturday morning study sessions mm-hmm. so i do that i do three hours of study and then it meant that I had a couple of hours free in my day where I could take a break, which was mm-hmm. really nice. Um, and me and my mum and sometimes my sister, um, depending on whether or not she was busy, because she's a busy queen, um, we would all go to the charity shops and then we'd go for coffee together after. And it was just really cute. And it's something I really love. And like as soon as the pandemic hit, it was something I actually genuinely missed because I love yeah. spending time with my family. I love how this is spanned from this one question. Yeah, this no. Person saying yeah, no, this has just gone in a completely different direction. But it's so funny, actually. Like, the thing is, so I, you, Eva actually hasn't met my mother is the thing. I really but, want yeah, to. Because no, weirdly when, enough, my auntie, who's like my big sister figure, yeah. worked with, with my mom. Lucy's and mom. they were really good And friends. we didn't know this until yeah. this year. And we've known each other for a while. And I was like, oh, my aunt works in X. And, yeah. and Lucy was like, wait. My mom works in that place. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. And then no, I asked my aunt about it. She was like, oh my God, Lucy's mom's name. I was yeah. like, yeah, and she's, what? And I was like, yeah. It was crazy, but like, me and my mother speak the exact same. We have the exact same voice, exact same. I th- that's very true. Me and my mother. That's not, but like, it's not even like a similar like different tone. No, like the amount of times I've answered the phone or answered her phone, and people have chatted away to me. It's <laughs> her, but the amount of times I called my dad off her phone, like we're in the car or something, I call my dad off her phone, and he doesn't realize it's me. He'll think it's her because we have the exact same voice. Mm-hmm. The amount of times her friends have called. Or call to the door, or I've shouted like, "Oh, I'll be up to the door in a minute," and I answered the door, and they were like, "Oh, I thought that was your mother," and I'm like, "No, that's just like we have the exact same voice." Mm-hmm. Like my roommate can attest. My roommate got into the the first time my roommate like properly heard my mother speak was when she got into the car with us one day, um, and we both started talking at the same time. She's like, "I couldn't differentiate between the two of you." The See, my mother, my mother's a very like 
I I have a deeper voice. Yeah. I have a deeper voice than everyone but my older auntie in the family. Mm. Um, my mum and my aunt Sarah have a very similar like cadence. Yeah. But I have a very like, you can kind of, like you could mistake us all for the same person except for my sister. My sister's the only one where the voice differentiates. So like, I think it's a very common thing within females in a family to like mimic how we speak. Yeah. Um, but definitely, and it's so weird how this is like. Sp- bond off this question. I know but anyway but it's just funny because like imagine some I could like if anyone's I would just no I think I'd just pass away <laughs> and in that moment I died well and I'm I speaking, mean I are you two talking to a ghost or what are you two talking to a ghost or I mean 99% of the time I am talking to a ghost so like so. it was an okay kiss it was just the aftermath was like I can't even remember the kiss. I just remember imagine some no I would genuinely imagine someone turned around to you and was like after like having their tongue down your throat. We look like siblings. Vile. Mm. Disgrace. I... <sighs> anyway. I'm trying to think of... I think my worst one was around this time last year. Again. Messy bitch season. Um, and li- literally what you said, like, oh, I'm not going to tell a story, but someone bite- he bit my tongue. It didn't heal for like two weeks. <gasps> okay, it but- was so fucking sore. It was like the like you know like the thing that holds your tongue. Yeah. Do you think that it was like sore? It was bad. Like I mean, for like a tw- like for a eighteen nineteen year old man, it was bad. Was it was so bad. It was, I did not have a good time. Like it's fine when you're you, like eleven. You know, like when and especially when someone's like giving you a hickey, like you shouldn't jump with the pain. It should be like a, a a nice like ooh pain. It shouldn't be like a ah pain, but it was like generally like I he it was like my tongue got stuck in like like a pool filter. That's the only similar like or or a, or a vacuum. It was like it was just being sucked in and it was so sore. Like I just remember that feeling, and I remember it, I used Bongella on it. It was that sore, but yeah, that's my word and like. It just shows that, like, your worst kiss doesn't necessarily happen when you were younger. Because yeah. I don't really remember having, like, a lot of really bad kisses. Um, but, yeah, like, definitely, oh, it just wasn't, like, it, it, it still haunts me to this day. Like, it was just not... Oh, yikes. So, I'm going to pull another question out because, oh, I am not dwelling on that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one, now this is where I'm going to embarrass myself. Okay. What is the stupidest thing you've done to get someone's attention? Oh, no. You do not know the lengths I have gone. And you're both attention whores. I, oh, um, uh, I once got in the national news to get someone's attention. Do you think that's a joke? Obviously, I wasn't overt about it. I wasn't like, hello, I am here to get someone's attention. But the thing is, I was like, well, if they can't escape me and they see me everywhere, they'll have to give me attention. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And I ended up Do in the Do you think that's why Leo Fradker became too shock To spy an ex-boyfriend. <gasps> that's something I do. That's a me shit. That, like, because the thing is, I am genuinely spurred on, like, in a positive way, by spite. Like, oh, I'm God, like, yes. I'm like, I just approve to I had to, to explain to so many people in my life, I was like, yeah. spite is my main motivation. Because the thing is, is that, like, a lot of people think that's a really toxic thing. Like, I'm not doing anything in spite of people. I'm not ringing them up every three seconds yeah. being like, look what I did. I just no. take satisfaction of doing better than other people. <laughs> but it's not, like, for me, it's not even that. It's like, I was, all, I was told so much, and I know this is a horrible thing, and obviously, 
No, I was just being like, yes. You're I being... thought you were pointing out the window, and I swear. Eva just, like, gestured no, at me. I know, because, like, I, admittedly, like, okay. I, I thought I, she was pointing out the window, and I had to fucking Did it remind you of that fear, that irrational fear that I have? Of when I, if I look up and yeah, yeah, that yeah, there's someone there. So Eva has an irrational fear. She cannot go into her kitchen at night because she cannot look up at her skylight. Because, I can go in, but, she but can like go I have to be holding it to yeah. torture my cat. She can't look at the skylight or any window. Yeah, she's scared that she'll see a face. Like no, but it's even my own window at night. I can't like. Can I think I think it's it came from the BFG. That's so funny. Like I've just been always scared of. But he was big and friendly. No, but there was the. The other fucking giants hate kids, Lucy. Cop on, you know? <laughs> anyway, I was telling a story, but I can't remember what I was saying. It was uh, other people telling me something. News. News. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Okay, so the thing is, is that, yeah. Um, I... The thing is, it's hard to explain because doing stuff out of spite sounds like a very toxic thing to do. And, okay, maybe, you know, I feel like everyone has their toxic moments. I can definitely be a toxic person on occasion. I try to limit it. I think everyone has Yeah, I think, I think it's human, and if we deny it, that's... I think that's a little bit like, uh, who are you trying to fool, you know? But the thing is, is that a lot of things that... Like, spite is something that motivates me, because as horrible as this sounds, growing up, and not by my parents and my family, because they've been wonderfully supportive, but growing up by, like, people outside of my family unit... um. I was often told that, like, I wouldn't go anywhere, I wouldn't achieve things. Like, horrible things to say. You should never say that to a child, especially by, like, um, people in, like, the acting world or directors I had or, like, um, certain, like, teachers I had, whether it was for X, Y, or Z. I'm not going to go into details because people will know who I'm talking about, so I'm not getting myself in trouble. Um, but, like, telling me that, like... I had people tell me to my face that I was talentless and this isn't even like a sad sob story like I don't like it isn't a, no. a story this isn't to like, like gain oh people god. commenting oh my like god. oh my god she's so talented yeah no that's no I don't I don't give a shit like thing is now I think back in it and I'm like that is the stupidest thing why would you say that to a child because you just are a so obviously so talented but that's besides the point whether or not I'm talented <laughs> Um, I don't. Sorry, that sounded really confusing. Whether or not I'm talented, you do not tell an eleven, twelve year old that they are talentless. Yeah. You do like you just don't do that. I I don't care if I was about as able to act as a fucking like if I couldn't act my way out of a paper bag, that's fine. And like the thing is, you could tell me that nicely, like oh maybe this isn't the route for you, but you don't tell someone to their face that they're talentless. And when I say I do a lot of things, I do it despite like I've always wanted to be an actress. There's no secret about that. Drama is what I love. Theatre is what I love. There is absolutely no secret about that. But what motivates me to do well is the fact that I have to prove these people wrong. I have to be able to go two fingers to you because I knew I could do it and I had the confidence in myself. And just because you said that doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. And like it's more of a like uplifting thing and an empowering thing than that. And that's not me trying to be like... I'm a empowering, empowering, I struggle with that word so much, empowering woke queen. Like, I don't think, it's not like an amazing or like, this is an amazing story of hope and perseverance. No, it's not like that. But it's, that's how I explain it. Like, that's how I do things out of spite. And like, I wish it was a joke that um, I ended up in the news. I'm not even going to elaborate on that story because if I get into details, people will know what I'm talking about. So, um, but yeah. I I also ended up getting on the radio as well. But, like, the thing is, it wasn't necessary. I was doing a thing, and I wanted to, like, get out there anyway. Meanwhile, like, but it also, like, helped me. Like, it, it kind of spurred me on to do it, because I was like, well, if I'm everywhere, they'll have to pay attention the, to me. The stupidest thing I've ever done to get someone's attention, and you think you know, I think you know who it is. I once literally stood on their foot to get their attention. It was at auditions. It was 
the... You could tell the actor. I could it. Yeah. Literally stood on his foot to get his attention at auditions. Because I was like, listen, I've... Th- I have a very quiet voice and I'm talking yeah. to people for the first time. So I was like, the only way I'm ever going to fucking get his attention is like probably just like doing something outlandish. So I literally kicked him and I was like, what did you say? <laughs> I've That's done, so I've funny. done a lot of desperate, I've posted songs I on my story. Oh, I feel like you've on that though. I have worn certain outfits, worn certain colours went to certain things, listened to certain podcasts. We've all done really desperate things to get people to like us, pretended to like certain things too. Like, Jesus Christ. And like, the thing is though, the only people who have genuinely liked me for my authentic self, like you and other people in my life, have only liked me by doing real things. (laughs) <laughs> look what he was facing I registered what Lucy yeah, said she took like a good 20 seconds then she was like uh, like opened her mouth it was really fun I thought it was because like I, I crave validation as a person yeah and I automatically want to be likeable so I would alter myself to fit myself to fit a certain narrative that people wanted me to be in order for them to like me and that's that's just not a that's should never be in an environment where you foster a relationship. No, exactly. And I don't know why I tried to get particular, particularly male attention. Not so much female, but definitely male attention. Definitely altering myself to be a certain way. And I fucking hated it. Like, I should never have to pretend to be a certain thing. Or, or change a... Because I'm quite outspoken. I'm quite argumentative. And I'd have to tone these things down. Um, in order to get people to like me and it was just horrific and I'm so glad I'm not in that uh, space anymore but I'm tempted to pick another question out of the bowl and I'm really scared to see as Eva picks out a question see the thing is when I was younger I was very much the same I was very much like oh my god like I have to be a certain way to get people's attention but I'm thankfully I grew out of that phase pretty quickly because I understood that like no one's attention it's not worth it. It's never ever worth it. it because the attention, false attention. No, the attention you get isn't going to be like valid. They like you for someone you're not. And I know it sounds like a like stupid, like, I don't know, like John Green quote or something. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like his writing works for people who like it, but like it's not worth it at the end of the day because the attention is going to be empty because it's not going to be attention to you, it's going to be attention to, to the, the character thing that you, you play. Like. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I love playing characters, is what I do, I act. But the thing is I have learned that there has to be a distinct differentiation between a character I play and the person I am. And I feel like I've gotten better at playing characters by being more secure and confident in the person I am. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that like, I have never ever like clipped my wings for anyone or anyone's attention because I'm like, if like I am, (laughs) this sounds really conceited, but like I am so far, if I am that far above you, I am not going to jump down to the bottom of the cliff to get your attention you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay where I am and you can keep on looking up at me baby girl but I ain't you know I ain't dropping my standards for anyone and one of my biggest standards is that they have to be comfortable with me as I am and I have to be comfortable with them as they am and no false presentation of what they're like just who we are as we are and I think that's really important to me and I think that's why I'm very like I am so big like even knows this anyone around me knows I'm like I'm incredibly picky when it comes to relationships. Like, kissing people is one thing. You know, we like to kiss people randomly in a night out. Um, if you, where you're drunk, it's fun. You do it. But actually being in a relationship or having a fling with someone. And, like, some people... Like, I, some people are listening to this and they're going to be, like, questioning that. 
like yes I have made bad decisions but at the time it was the right person for that time yeah and that's the thing is that the reason I've never ended up in a relationship is because I have gotten to know that person and realised oh my god like and it's not even that I project uh, like false reality onto them but I realised that maybe they don't necessarily like me for who I am but an idea of who I am which is that's such a real thing yeah oh my god I'm gonna side oh wait that's similar never mind that's the same question um, <laughs> another question oh god have you ever had a friends of benefits no nope. y- yep I have uh, it was so stupid and he continues to text me to this day oh yikes um, again what <laughs> every time what I say never every, sentence again. every time I say what Lucy just gives me a look as to say shut the fuck up but like honestly I d- maybe it's my quirky personality maybe it's the fact that I have a lot of uns- unresolved trauma but I think I, I, I linger in particularly men's minds and make them want to come back. Because I'm like a puzzle and they can't solve it. <laughs> the drink has definitely hit Eva. I don't know if you can hear it or not. No, it's just like, I don't know. Because I don't, I, it's like imposter syndrome. Whenever t- someone tells me that I'm special, I'm like, no. You know? I once had, I once had, a, I was like this, this genuinely like, Made me cringe, but not in a way where like, ooh, that's cringy, but like, you know where you physically cringe? Yeah. You know that kind of vibe. I once had a man tell me that like, the reason, the reason that I was never in relationships, the reason that like, people would like, ghost me, is because they were like, scared of me, and I was like, what? That, and they were that like, can hold up sometimes. Yeah. They were like, I, I was like, but I'm not a scary person, like I am, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a big teddy bear, but yeah. they didn't mean scary as in a, ah, I'm scared of you, but like, he was like he was like oh I don't know like scared of like n- like they have imposter syndrome they have that like oh I'm not going to be good enough so then they like convince themselves they don't have feelings and I had a serious chat with someone about this and they were like fully like oh yeah that's what happened I argue and I was like because your intellectual ability because I give off very mothering vibes a lot of the time and I think that's so I, I do like naturally assume the role as mother and I think that's why a lot of Man, weirdly, keep oh, coming back yikes. because I'm 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 a doormat. At the end of the day, I am so I'm so easy to walk over. Yeah. If you want an apology from me, unless like you've double crossed me a few times, I will come running back. I am so easy. Like, see the thing is, is that like, growing up, I mean, when it came to relationships, the like. This one, and when I talk about this, I was. It, this is more so about friendships. I was definitely a doormat growing up, and I learned those lessons very, very early on. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that, like, you know, like I hate to be like trauma makes you grow up, but like trauma makes you grow up. Like people treating you like shit. As hard as it is at the time, I think now where I am in my life, I think it's very important that I had those experiences, that I had those friendships that didn't work out, and people were nice because. I very much went through that doormat thing, but I, but because of that, I now know exactly what I don't want yeah. and exactly what energies I don't be around. And like, I say it all the time. I absolutely refuse to en- to mother anyone. I will always care for people. Yeah, I call me a toxic myself. sponge because I will wipe up anyone's yeah. trauma and internalize it myself. And I, I have a lot to learn from you. I think I always care for people. I always, like, I always make sure they're safe. They're looked after. I will never like. I have 
all the time in the world for everyone to teach them to give them but I will not mother them and I think there is a distinct line there and that's to do with boundaries because I was talking to my like um one of my housemates about um their boyfriend mm-hmm. and they were saying like the thing is they were like oh I don't really mind mothering my boyfriend and they were like explaining it to me they were like oh I don't mind like cooking him food from time to time and I'm like that's not mothering though like the thing is I know that guy. He's an excellent cook. He can cook for himself. It's just like, oh, it's a nice treat to cook for someone else. I love cooking for someone else. I make garlic... I know garlic bread isn't exactly a fucking feast. <laughs> but I make garlic bread for Eva. I cook for my housemates a lot. It's something I enjoy doing, but I'm also aware that they can all cook. This is not like them expecting or relying on me. The difference is with mothering is that if you had to cook for them because they were reliant on you because there was no one else, like, I am an extremely independent person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, like... I think that's a reason why a lot of people just aren't interested in me. They're like, I, I, a lot of people can't deal I, with that. I don't mean that in a conceited way, but like, a lot of people don't know time, how to handle that energy. Especially Irish men, they're over coddled by their mothers and they don't know how to cope without them. So no one else comes first. And then when they find someone else who can come first, they just keep coming back. And I think that's why they keep, some of my exes keep coming back to me because I, I am, I'm such a compliment giver and unintentionally a listener and like a therapist to them and I think that's like what they're looking for they're looking for someone who will give them constant validation yeah and I I just have this guilt complex of not giving them validation so hence I'm a doormat um I'm working on becoming a stronger person becoming like a person who has done up their ideals and that's why I was involved in so many toxic relationships in particularly my young teenage years because I never learned how to stand up for myself and I'd always let another person talk over me thankfully I found my voice and I've broken free of past ideals but it's just this whole like a lot of the time I feel that in a lot of Irish male female relationships it's a lot of the males needs um, and the women like whenever they ask for something it's made into a big deal yeah oh heteronormativity would love to I, see it oh god to be to, like and uh, for someone who's in a hetero relationship a lot of the time i'm like well it doesn't really count because we're both you know bi and we both understand that like i don't know i just feel that like bi bi and gay people in relationships understand our needs better than others but maybe that's just a vast generalization because i just feel like a lot of hetero relationships are based on like jealousy which is so incredible which is really like. weird like, when the thing is, is that it. I, look, I think, like, jealousy is a human emotion, you know? And but the thing jealousy is, envy. Yeah, jealousy and envy are very much a human emotion. I know I have moments, not so much when it comes to relationships, because... You have human moments. I have human moments, <laughs> believe it or not. I have human moments. You never would have expected it. Guys, you wouldn't know. You she, wouldn't know. She is human. Um, well, that's still up for debate. Um, I wish this was a joke, but there was a... Not really much. It wasn't really a rumour because I knew about it, but it was also a rumour going around that I was not a mortal person. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) The worst rumour I've ever heard about myself is that I got plastic surgery because my arse is too big in fourth year. You were like, I will take that. I will. I take- did take it, and like, but the thing is, is that like, I went, I, I did the gym and home gym so often that people thought I got plastic surgery because my ass grew that big, and I was like, you know what, genetics, and thank you. <laughs> Genetics and thank you very much. But, but no, genuinely, that's called going on the pill and thank you. Genuinely, there was a rumor going around that you weren't mortal. That I wasn't mortal. Who the fuck made this up? Um, I'm not going to reveal any names. But like, what age group were you in? This was last year. 
Bitch, what the fuck? Like, oh my god. I was gonna be like, this was like... So, like, like alien baby, goddess place on Earth. Just immortal. I don't know. Test tube baby, genetically engineered to live forever. No, more like... Like Terminator. More like, I've been around the block far too many times. Like, I'm... Not even an old Like, you're just... You're like... That. You're like, like Daniel Radcliffe, time traveller. Like, like, I've lived... I'm, this is, like, my 200th birthday. <laughs> he was looking at me. I'm just, like... He's trying I'm just, to like, trying me. to... I'm trying to think of, like, who would think that this rumour is, like... It's, like, I've heard rumours about people, like, lip fillers, nose jobs, eyebrow lifts, the whole shebang. I've never heard... I think she's immortal, guys. <laughs> Like, because it sounds like a joke. Like, it kind of it was. Does. It was a joke. It kind of, in a, in its own way, was a joke. But also, but like, like, in a way, it was, it was like being people it was like, like, you know what? It was like a joke, be- but, like, also, like, they weren't sure if it was a joke. And I found out they'd been talking, they'd genuinely been discussing it for ages, but they were like, you know what? I will say, it looks like you could have been in, in an Edwardian family. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw you in a picture going on the Titanic, because your hair just looks like it should be, like, Pinned up in a big, <laughs> big ass hairdo like Kate Winslet, Alat Titan. Do you want to watch Titanic after this after this episode? I feel like we should <laughs> just to cry. <laughs> I feel like I need to cry, and I do, and I want to watch a Kate Winslet film. That's not the holiday because I've watched the holiday too many times. But you're immortal? Question mark. I'm obviously not. I don't know this. You could be. We've only known each other a year. I mean, like, the thing is, is that... Can you produce your birth certificate? <laughs> I actually can't. the thing. We don't know where it is. Lucy Holmes is an immortal. <laughs> Moving on. Um, whose turn is it to take it? I, I think it's your turn to yeah, take it. Yeah, I think it's my turn. Anyway, on that bombshell. Okay. The poll you most regret. Oof. The guy who said we were siblings. That's <laughs> Moving on. Oh, God. I don't think there's any... Ugh, is there anyone I truly regret? My last serious boyfriend. I wish mm. that had never have happened. Valid. Um, because we just weren't right for each other. We were both very immature. It just wasn't the time. And I have a lot of opinions on that relationship that I have yet to voice. I think I will probably write a think piece on, like, when you go into a college in a relationship... Yeah. I don't think anyone should go into college in a relationship and being in the same year because it just creates this whole like feel and I, I never think I never think he understood me I never think he understood my mental health issues and the fact that they're still developing because I'm getting tested for ADHD at the moment like the, I, I still don't understand my own limits and I'm thankful that in my current relationship that's not with Lucy but with someone else unfortunately oh, um, that they are so willing to understand that I can't predict how I am because I am manic depressive. I'm not bipolar, but I'm definitely like depressive and something else. It's just that my own doctor and psychiatrists are just testing to see what it could be because unfortunately I, I go into episodes and it's, it's not my fault. And I think at a young age, you can't um, predict what something was like. And I don't think I should have been in a relationship uh, in sixth year, to be honest. I don't think anyone should be, because you should be focusing on yourself. Yeah, I just didn't have the time. Like, I thought I didn't have the time. 
um, suddenly I created the time in April, May and onwards. But it, it certainly was, it wasn't a person who understood me and understood the things that I needed. Um, and I didn't understand the things that he needed either. And, and do I regret the relationship? No, but I do re regret the time. I do think that we could have been great friends because we do, we do have similar vibes. But overall, I think it is really a genuine case of right person, wrong time. Um, maybe if we were way older or perhaps way younger, we probably would have been in great starter relationship. But uh, I, 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 I yeah, I know, I know. But like, I disagree. <laughs> that, that's my mothering technique coming through again. I just do think that like, you know, can be a very nice person, but ultimately we both weren't fully complete yet. Um, and I went through the trauma of trying to make it work when all he wanted to do was make it stop. And that's the, the biggest pull. I, I frankly regret that and like my my token have you ever had a token person like a person who texts you and you're like yeah I'm down I'll do it not really I've had oh my god this is a whole phenomenon we should do a whole episode oh, I'll explain what a token guy is to you but a token guy is like literally like you're on your wedding day and they'll text you and you're like maybe but, like, not fully. Like, they're always, like, in the back of your... Like, the one who got away. Oh, I get you. Like, they're kind of like that. But, like, that, like that's what I mean by token. Like, you know, like, they're, like, the exception to every rule. Where you're, like, if they text you and they're, like, miss you, you, you think about them a lot. But, yeah, that's uh, my, my biggest regret. I'm really nervous to pick the rest of these questions because I know I made some of them very spicy. Um, tell me what to pick. Pick. Oh, jeez. Funniest flourishing story. Oh, Christ. I have done some really embarrassing shit before in my life. I like to think you're quite an elegant flirter. I mean, anyone oh. who's flirted with me may happily disagree. But I mean, flirt with me and find out. That's what I always say. Um, so I don't really have any, like, majorly embarrassing flirty stories. I've once fell over a table backwards oh. when I was flirting with someone I have fallen downstairs I have spilt drinks down myself I have done every single embarrassing thing in the book I actually I am astounded sometimes by how embarrassed like I think I have blocked out most secondhand and most embarrassing moments of my life because I just internalized them so much um yeah, no, especially like when you're flirting with someone for ages and then they tell you, oh, I have a girlfriend. Just those <gasps> moments. That has happened to no, me several times. Not good vibes. Several times. Um, yeah, no, never, never, ever, ever again. I just, oh, I am a world-class embarrassment a lot of the time. But yeah, I think we'll do like two or three more questions and then wrap up because like I am in the mood to just kick back and relax I'm so sleepy okay I should pick, pick from the bowl let's see have you ever pulled someone and didn't remember no yes Eva has I'm gonna pick several another one several times let's see what else <gasps> okay this one's wholesome I'm gonna let Eva read it what's your favourite thing about the oh my gosh Lucy is what's your favourite thing about the other person Lucy's Amazing. Lucy has 
this quality of making you feel like you're her best friend within 10 seconds of knowing her. She made me feel like I was at home in my own living room in the middle of a club. You made me feel like there was no one else in the room That's within so the first person. <laughs> no, you took so many notes of, of who I was and everything. You, you seemed to know. You took in everything. And from then on, you just kept tabs with me. You knew everything that I was up to. And you just I was won- a stalker. No, we both stalked each other. We you said you me. manifested me into your life. Yeah, and Loki. You know what? Like, kind of true. But, yeah. like, we... And even the fact that you kept me in mind to make this show. Because you texted me in, like, December. And you were like, would you want to start a radio show with me? And I was like, you know what? Actually, I really would. Yeah, because I literally, like... I'd wanted to have a radio show for ages. I love radio. There's no, like, secret about that. Like, I'm on the Trinity FM committee it's it's just something i love it's something i really enjoy i love listening to podcasts i love you know anyway and the thing is i always wanted to start it but i just felt like doing it on my own i don't know maybe it'd be too awkward but i have things to talk about i could do a music show and like the thing is i was like i feel like eva's the only person (laughs) that would just say yes and like it wouldn't be like a jokey thing like you take it seriously like oh my god yes like i want to do it and she said yes instantly and like i've always i've always wanted to do something I had a YouTube channel when I was younger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. I've always talked. I've always, I had actually. Do you want to know the the other like part of my life? I ran a student newspaper when I was in primary school. In primary school. In primary school. I know, bitch. That was the start of my journalism career. <laughs> On my CV. Um. No, it isn't. But like, I have always been interested in in talking about things because I think that a lot of the time in our in Ireland, a lot of things aren't talked about. And they should be yeah. talked about. Um, and I just love... I don't like... I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't like perceiving myself publicly. Do not And the fact that me. I have a partner in all of this makes it ten times easier because I love listening to what Lucy has to say. And I love our conversations and how they bounce off each other so well. Yeah. And we agree on a lot of things, but we also disagree on a lot of things. And we both have two different perspectives on how we've lived our lives. Um, and just and actually, that's the one thing I love about you, and I love about our friendship, is that we can healthily disagree in things. We can be we like, do. We've, we can be like, oh, like we have never had a fight. No, we've and never that had is a fight. the nicest thing about our friendship yeah. is that I don't think I could ever fight. The only thing I could ever fight with you about is like, may I and I do think like it'd probably be my fault of like getting too drunk or like being silly or making <laughs> a show of myself. Like I don't think it'd be anything like. If you ever annoy me, it's never anything that lasts. It's just, like, me being tired or anxious or, like, overworked. But, like, the thing is, is that I feel like anyone in the universe can Everyone annoys like, me. Like, I'm a very, at, like, yeah, hypersensitive person. At some person. point, like, this isn't even about Eva. This is about everyone in general. Like, at some point, everyone's going to annoy you. Yeah. Like, I'll have de- like I love all the people around me. But, like, I'll have days when my brother annoys me or my mom annoys me. It's human. It's natural. And I think... If I was to sit here and get a fan and be like, you sometimes get annoyed at me? Like, that, it's, no, no it's like healthy, it's, a, it's, it's human, it human happens. Response. I get annoyed when people, like, chew too loud and stuff, but that's not their fault. Yeah. But it still annoys me. It's stuff like that, like, and, like, that's what I love about our friendship is that we're so, like, we just, like, if there's a problem, we talk. If there's anything, like, there, we talk. And, oh, I just... I'm never my, embarrassed no, I'm to voice any problems. Like, whenever I'm feeling ill or about the show or an anxious... Like, what between any podcast episode, like, I texted Lucy before our end IVSA panel, and I was like, I'm so nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous, but I'm just so, like, hyper-anxious and don't know why I'm feeling this way. And you just text a whole paragraph, and it's like, you can be calm, and 
don't worry, you have a support system. And that's what I like about our friendship is that, like, generally it's one of those friendships where you don't have to be in contact every day. Yeah. But when you are, it is so special. Because that's the thing, you are by far my best friend. But I'm always, <laughs> always like, you over the love of my life. I'm going to cry. But the thing, is, the thing is, is that we actually don't text every day. No. And we'll send each other, like, cat memes or something. But, like, <laughs> we don't, like, talk 24-7, which I like. Like, all of the best friendships in my life have been friendships with people where... You know, we could stop we talking. We communicated for... via letter over. A yeah, time. yeah. We would like text like once a week and then like send each other letters, and it was really wholesome. But like the best friendships I had in my life were genuinely ones where you could like. Well, now me and Eva talk a bit more than this, obviously. But like I've had friendships where you wouldn't talk to someone for like two or three months, and you'd come back together, and you'd and that get on, is, like a house on fire. But that's responsible yeah. adult like friendship. That's so healthy because we talked about this actually. We went on a walk earlier to Tesco to actually get our food and stuff. Um, and we were saying how a lot of the time in secondary school you're only friends with people because, because you see them yeah, every day exactly and the wonderful thing about college is that you actually start to realise who's your friend exactly um, and you know what energies you want around you as well like okay so since Eva got to be all nice about me the thing I love about Eva is Eva's warmth <laughs> Eva no you are like a literal ray of sunshine and I remember I said it when, when it was your birthday I, I said it in an Instagram caption which was a little bit soppy but I was like you make the sunshine a little bit brighter. I'm really crying. You make the world seem... And I meant that genuinely. I'm like, this is really soppy and it's not even because, like... Yes, I am. Oh, this is not even I'm dreaming. meant to be a fucking episode by our exes. And now yeah. I'm like... We're just, like, absolutely simping over yeah. each other. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> he was crying. No! no. <laughs> he was trying not to cry. Um, her mascara looks too nice, so she's not going to ruin it. I'm wearing cool eyeliner, so I can't... Yeah, cry. exactly. You can't ruin that. Um, but the thing is, is that, like... It just, like, and the thing as well, I even said it to um, one of my housemates earlier. I was, like, moaning. I was, like, I haven't seen Eva in so long. I miss her so much. And he literally came down. Like, I don't know if he was trying to embarrass me or just say it. He was, like, Lucy wouldn't shut up about how much she missed you. And I was, like, yeah, true. Like, what are you going to do with it? But, like, me and Eva very much have one of those relationships where you just sit in silence for hours and hours. And it's not awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally had a rehearsal earlier. And Eva just sat there, like, vibe. On my phone. Yeah. And I was, like, I'm so sorry. She's, like. Fine. You've been in my house before, and we have just comfortably yeah sat there sat in, in silence. silence, and we enjoyed each other's company yeah. because we realized that like we're both naturally people who conserve their energy to talk when we need to exactly, and it's just so nice to have someone who is on the same wavelength almost, and you're just like fully understanding that like we both conserve our energy because we're both naturally like kind of anxious people as yeah. well so we just like to interact when we need to rather than like yeah i all feel the like time. we're both very like ambivert is probably the word like mm. we do love being social and we can get a lot of energy from that but we do need to recharge as well exactly. and like we're very like see the thing is is that like not that eva's ever done anything to upset me in any way shape or form but if there was ever a thing where i was like oh i'm not comfortable with this or that and the or the other even though i know we would never come to that I know I could voice that to Eva and it wouldn't and be a judgmental thing. Get Eva well. could yeah, Eva could like voice that to me and even like just I don't know, like that's the thing I was saying it to my housemate that like the reason I missed Eva so much is that like, yeah, we FaceTime and stuff. But like you can't like you can vibe in silence on FaceTime, but it's not the same as vibing in silence, like when you're in person, because like we would put on movies or listen to music and yeah. just happily sit there in silence we'd order food in we'd happily sit there and just relax we're like and an old couple it, it basically yeah. like it's just so nice to be able to have both similar conversations with someone and it doesn't have to and as well but the, the lovely thing about our friendship is that actually when we are together 
Yeah. We are not on like our phones taking pictures of each other or having to prove to the world that we are best friends because it's just like us. Yeah, it's just us. Like it's not a performance. And that's the thing is that like we do sometimes make jokes like, yeah, this is all just a Are you two in love or Yeah, it's no, it's a showmance. <laughs> you know, once the once the cameras are off, once we start recording, you know, we hate each other. We fight like cats and dogs. I tried to murder Eva's entire family. Don't tell her that, it's a secret. <laughs> Um, she tried to steal my cat. Though. I tried to steal her cat. Well, I mean, I mean, who I wouldn't? Mean, who wouldn't? I'm kind Jolene of like is beautiful. I'm hoping she's okay. This is my first night away from my baby. <laughs> no, but like I'm hoping she's okay. You're Ho- one of the hoping my her grandmother is looking after her. <laughs> you know, see, um, I I've grown up with cats my entire life, and. I like it's so nice seeing Eva have a cat because it's like it's like this is my first time and like Eva was like yeah we tried to get her a leash and bring her out and I was like that's just not gonna work and the thing is is that we thought we could educate her because she is so young but the thing yeah. is, like she she has she's, ta- a she's adopted my personality she is hyper anxious and hypersensitive to noises sounds and lights um yeah, she's exactly like her mama. Um, she loves just sitting on my chest in complete silence and just like m- tries to make her biscuits. Yeah, I know. Like, I know they proper like need. They're like, like I am she, making. Dough. She she was separated from her mom so young. I think that she hasn't actually properly learned, but she knows how to. She's learning how to meow. So I'm very okay. proud. Very See, proud. Actually, of big progress. a fun fact: a lot of um feral cats won't meow. It's That's be- true. because Stevie next yeah. door, no meows. Yeah, the reason is is because it's not um, meowing is something they do solely for humans. Mm-hmm. They don't meow to each other. They meow when they're very, very, very young, like exceptionally mm-hmm. young, because their hearing hasn't developed properly. The only reason cats continue to meow, well, like beyond like howling or like you know stuff like that, but like yeah, properly like meow, mating or like, like yeah, but like giving out to you kind of meow is to interact with humans. Basically, cats see us as like big hairless babies. Um, I'm like, my, uh, we have, I still call her like the kitten, even though she's like, she's quite a small cat. She's very petite. She's very skinny. Mm-hmm. She's like a beautiful Egyptian cat. But it's really funny. The one thing I noticed that like, she, my mom always texts me and it's like, the cat's very confused as to where you are. Cause obviously I don't live at home and <laughs> I come home on weekends for work, but like whenever I leave, the cat gets very upset. My mom always says it. When I come home, she's like, meow, 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 meow. Like being like, bitch, where the fuck were you? But the one thing I've noticed is that whenever I see her, I'm like, hello. And she always meows back at me. She's like, meow. Like literally exactly like that. Like in the same cadence, the same tune, everything. I do it's think cats so awesome. mimic cadence. Yeah, they do, definitely. Definitely Jolene, my little cat. She definitely, she recognized. The thing is, it's really cute. She does sit outside the bathroom whenever I'm in the bath or in the shower. She definitely makes sure that she's protecting me at all times. If I'm brushing my teeth, she doesn't like the noise of the light because we have a filter in our bathroom that makes like the noise of like, like the burr noise. And she doesn't appreciate loud noises because she's like very timid. But she sits outside in the hall and like watches into the bathroom to make sure that I'm okay. And I have to leave the door a bit open so that she can peek her head around. And if I'm in the bath for an extended period of time, she comes in, she looks at me. And it's really sweet. And, like, the fact that me and Lucy are both so dedicated to cats and cat people, like, vaguely Taylor Swift vibes that we're giving. Mm. But, you know, you know, you know. I think we'll pick two more questions out of the bowl because we only have, like, four left. <laughs> and we'll wrap up the episode. I'm really nervous to see is which ones are left. Oh, God. Have you ever ghosted someone? 
Um, I, yes and no. I had um one of those things where I met someone for a first date. Mm-hmm. Um, they messaged me and was like, you clearly didn't enjoy this. And then we both... And then like, fizzled down. We both just stopped replying to each other. Yeah. But like, it, it wasn't like, like, I feel like I've been ghosted a lot and ghosting is very much like, oh, like, I'll you yeah. text, you reply four days later, I'll text, you reply yeah. six that's, days that's later, a week or, later. That's orbiting. Because you're in their, their sphere. Yeah. And you're watching what they're doing. Yeah. And you're like, not really invested but you're still going to reply occasionally i have definitely ghosted people but i am such an orbiter and i think that's why a lot of my exes still text me because i'm just active on social media and they think that like i'm involved like if they put up a poll in their story i'll probably vote on it um but i don't mean it as anything else and that's what i hate about social media is that a lot of people perceive you being nice as being sexual and yeah. I think that's a whole other conversation that we need to have. Because, like, I'm nice to people on social media because I don't want to be, like, a cunt. But a lot of the... Like, particularly replying to tweets and liking tweets. Yeah. People take that as far too much than they think they should. Um, and it's, like, this whole other conversation that we need to have about social media etiquette. Where it's, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not trying to fuck you if I like your Instagram post. Like, you know, it's just, like, this whole other thing. Um, but definitely, like, I have ghosted people because I realized it wasn't going to work out long term. Yeah. Um, and because I kind of realized that they weren't into me as well. So, like, why would I keep the, the double effort? But, um, there's two options left in the bowl. And I'll let you pick whatever. There's two there. I'm nervous. Jesus. I'm throwing it away. I think this could be one of my ones. Nope, it's Eels handwriting. Have you ever pulled slash talked to someone famous? Oh, God. I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, I, not necessarily. Not. There is one person who was in my DMs in March. Oh, yeah, I do know this. Um, they were in normal people. And the thing is, is that... And this is how we'll end the episode. They were in normal people. Yeah, but the thing and is... And they used the laughing, crying face emoji, and that's why it would never work. But the thing is, is that Eva actually told me about this at the time because the thing is is that they were in another thing small thing mm. yeah they were in i don't if i say it you'll know exactly what we're talking about um and they were in eva's dms yeah no, and no it was like so basically i had this red dress <laughs> It's Bar- stunning. In Barcelona. We we talked about it in the feminist podcast. Mm. And Fern, Fern Kelly brought it up. She was like, you wore this red dress? And I was like, yes. And that red dress created who I am today. That was like, you know, like when, when, when Kim started wearing blonde wigs. Yeah. It was like that new era of yeah. my life. So I started wearing, I wore this red dress and I reposted it a lot because like, and admittedly I was feeling myself that night and I, and like, and I had cut my, and my hair was like fairly short, like it had just grown back and like I was tanned, I was in Barcelona, it was before COVID, I was she feeling beautiful self. It got so many likes on Twitter, people were like, damn, this is like aesthetic. I was like, thank you. Damn, it was like a time in my life and some very famous 
before they were actually very, very famous person, they, they had 30,000 on, on Twitter when they slid into my DMs. And now they have, like, over 600,000. So, like, you know, times have changed. Now. You know, like, I am very happy in the relationship that I am, that I am in. With I me, am, obviously. With, with Lucy. No one else. I am not single. Um, I have a clattering. I am very happy. But it's just, like... You know, I've talked and I and I've flirted with people in bands and everything and like, like fairly well known artists, and and thing, she's also flirted with Lucy Hall. <laughs> and it's just like the attraction isn't there because they're famous. The attraction is is there because I think they could be an intellectual, and they're like uh, like and they're easy to talk to and and they're they're understanding, but ultimately it's very it felt very surface level. Well, a lot of them. And there wasn't there there was a lot of like this perception of like, I don't know they just didn't really treat me that well, and that's why I was never fully into it, um and I definitely I I am looking I am a very like not deep person but I ultimately look for very very caring people. Question. Oh Jesus, I'm scared. So the very last question, is this was written by me. Mm-hmm. Describe your most chaotic moment, ever in relation to anything. Bitch, um. Oh Jesus! Um. Ever, ever, ever. Mm. <sighs> Once I had an anxiety attack so severe I passed out in the slopes of the Alps. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. God, and I was with my worst enemy too. They were the only person who was there. Um. I have had extremely chaotic moments. I'm an. Ex- I have cry. Actually, no. I'm gonna tell a funny story. I was sixteen years old at a ty ball. And I cracked my whole iPhone screen because I was so drunk in the bathroom. And in fairness, I looked banging in the dress, but I was so drunk, I don't remember a single thing from that night out. And apparently I kissed two girls, ignored my, my male date. Um, and yeah, I slayed the, and then I met who was going to be my next boyfriend at that ball. And they were like, you're a legend. And that that's my whole story. Beautiful. Um, My... Uh, I mean, I'm generally quite chaotic. I'm a triple Sagittarius. Well, I'm a one, two, three, four, five Sagittarius in my chart. So that's nearly half my chart. Anyway, we're moving swiftly along. Um, I am generally quite a chaotic person, but my most um, notable moment of chaos to date was today, funnily enough. Um, Eva looks so concerned. Uh, I am a drama and theatre student. Eva's looking shocked. Um, my most chaotic moment was this morning when I was in a rehearsal Screaming about cows sexually. I'm not giving you any context to that. At least you've never cut bangs. Yes, I have. No, randomly. Like, in a moment. Have you ever had the psychotic episode and you cut bangs? I I mean, not a psychotic episode, but I cut my bangs all the time. Like, I've actually, like, the most, like, I'm not disappointing thing about my mental illness. I've actually never done that whack stuff in the middle of a mental episode. Mm. See, I regularly cut my bangs myself, but it's nothing to do with my mental health. At least health. they look healthy. It's to do with the fact that my hair grows really fast and I hate At least how my bangs neither of us have had that, like, urgency to, like, bleach your hair or do a piercing I'm near... <laughs> Eva has it, I have. I mean, the, okay, what's really bizarre about me is that I have a tattoo but no piercings. But my tattoo means so... I forget that it's there. <laughs> Because, no, I think it's because I have a birthmark. I have a huge birthmark that everyone forgets about. 
and I just forget that my tattoo is there as well mm-hmm. because it's like the same vibe. But I just think that if I had a piercing, I'd remember it all the time. And like I'm a fidgeter as well, so I don't think I would actually, I I wouldn't let them heal. Yeah. But with a tattoo, like because it's covered so much, yeah. you have to let it heal. See, fun fact about me, I actually have two tattoos. Um, Eva's looking very confused right now. I have two tattoos that have completely faded. Okay. Because oh, you're sticking post. Yeah, because I. I was like, when did when you didn't tell me? No, definitely one of my cha- most chaotic moments. Um, me and my housemates. Mine's such a girlo tattoo. Love like giving each other stick and pokes. That's I like messy, but I, I, I love it. I love it. I and like the thing I is, I love a stick and poke. I had a little question mark, on my, and I'm gonna get proper stick and pokes now. Um, a little question mark on my finger, which is very cute, and you can see it. There's like a teeny tiny scar from it. I like, love a stick and poke behind my ear. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, when I was in work, because they're both on my fingers, which. I know, come for me, stupid decision anyway. Um, unfortunately, the, it was the day after I, got, I was on work the next day. I was cleaning and I got bleach all over my hands and the ink just disappeared. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see, I have an equal sign as well, but it just looks like a scar. Um, and well, every, like, that's kind of cute as well because like, at least it's long lasting. Yeah, but the thing is, I will go over Would them, you recommend getting a stick and poke on your hand or would you get it somewhere else? Um, I am a sadist. I really enjoy getting a stick and poke. Um, other people didn't. I also gave one of my housemates stick and, a stick and poke as well. Has a 10. Why? Because I gave... Is there a, a, a 10 and a 10? Or a... Yeah. Um, we're going to have to cut that all out. Um, but anyway, <laughs> back to stick and pokes. Um... I really enjoyed, like, I actually genuinely really enjoyed giving them. Um, and I really enjoyed, like, I... Ex- everyone was like, it's going to hurt so much, like, it's going to be fine. But I was like, no, this is actually really enjoyable. You could take that whole thing out of context. Yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> I, yeah, I was hyper aware of that. Because I was like, oh, I really enjoyed giving them. And then I was like, I also really enjoyed getting them. And I was like, no, no, that's going to turn into an innuendo. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, this is about sticking pokes. Don't take me out of context. How dare you? Um, but... I don't know. I would I recommend getting them on your hand? No, because mine's faded wa- straight always, away. I'm again hopeless romantic. Whenever I get a wedding ring, because I lose a lot of material objects. Again, apparently it's a symptom of ADHD, which I'm getting tested for. A very poor memory loss. Apparently, my doctor thinks I could have it. Um, I'd love to get my wedding ring tattooed on my pinky finger. Yeah, I think that's a lovely. Um, just as like a little symbol, or just yeah. their initial. Um, I'm also sentimental if I ever have children to get them tattooed on the side of my palm. So I, I not that I will rem- forget my children's <laughs> names, but just because Shit, they, which one is it? They Jimmy! Are, they are as part as my body as my little peach tattoo is because my peach tattoo obviously represents body positivity and accepting one. But my body needs to grow, bruise and etc. Like a peach does. Yeah, I uh, gave myself a question mark stick and poke because I was confused. So <laughs> I think it's very representative of me. I also got two lines because it looked like an equal sign and we were just testing out to see if the ink worked. So if my pinky fell off, that would have been an interesting story. Um, mine do not have profound meanings. I do love my little question mark and I want to do it properly and get it done over because I love hand tattoos. I'm obsessed with them. I think they're so beautiful. Even though my dad is completely and utterly against tattoos. Um, so, Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you can't even <laughs> see them, so come at me. Um, I think that's a very good point to wrap up on. I we think we have just, all the questions. Will we post this anywhere? I feel like we may have exposed ourselves a little we, bit too We much. will be editing this down to... Heavily. Obviously. We'll be... 
uh, admitting a, a bit of information. Oh, omitting well, a lot of information. Well, well, we actually haven't mentioned anything that's particularly incriminating. It's just no. that, like, maybe editing out, like, certain references so everything's a little bit more ambiguous than we hope it is. We've been talking for nearly two hours. Oh my God. So to anyone who's listening to this, this, this will probably be a 45 minute or 50 minute episode as per. But thank you so much for listening. This has been Xmas with Are You Two In Love Or? Um, damn, we're going to watch some like Titanic cry, get more drunk. Um, yeah. And then I have a 9 a.m. in person in the morning, so we shall see how that goes. <laughs> this has been Are You Two In Love? Or I, I have been Lucy Holmes and Eva Oburn has, has, of course, been the beautiful, wonderful, amazing Eva Oburn, the absolute love of my life. She um, has. She tried to steal my outro there, but she didn't get away with it. Lucy caught on too quick. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to listen to our other episodes. We've had a lovely one on sustainable Christmas ideas. And also a lovely informative panel on NIBSA Ireland. Don't forget that they're also available on Spotify and anywhere that you like to get your podcast normally. Um, yeah, enjoy our lovely little drink episode. Yeah. Uh, make sure to stay safe this Christmas. And stay safe this Christmas as we have been trying to do. Um, definitely just try to be sustainable and safe as you can. Love you lots. Have a good Christmas.